How many enjoyed that this morning? Wasn't that just awesome? So great, so grateful for them to come and to lead worship for us. We're going to, I'm just going to take just a few minutes in God's word this morning. And uh, if you have your evangel app, you want to open that up on your smartphone or your tablet, you're going to follow along with some of the scriptures. And uh, uh, we're continuing our series through the story that we've been doing since last fall, uh, working chronologically through the whole Bible from, from September through to July this year. We're going Genesis to Revelations and covering it all chapter by chapter. And this week we're on chapter 26, for those of you that have read it ahead of time, or you've seen the links in the scripture, some of you have been preparing for today, reading the scripture, and it's, the chapter's actually called The Hour of Darkness, because it's the story of Jesus moving towards um, his, his betrayal, and his trial, and his crucifixion, and his death. This is, this is the story of Jesus with his disciples and then, and then the season of him um, being crucified and dying. And lots of you know this story. You've heard it before. You've, many of you have heard it for years. Some of you, even if you're not used to being in church or you're like, I'm not really sure about the Christian faith, you've probably heard this part of it if you've heard nothing else. We talked about it at Easter just a few weeks ago with the death of Jesus Christ. And so I don't want to go over the whole story so much today as I want to just take a few minutes to look at what Jesus did and what he said in the moments that were leading up to it. What he did, knowing that the time was coming, the time was here when he was going to be crucified and when he was going to do all that finish what he had come to earth to do. And, and it's really interesting when you look at it, because if, if I was in Jesus' shoes, which I wasn't, I would go, well, this is the last chance. Let's, let's rent a stadium. Let's get that message out there one more time. Let's hand out tickets and invite people to come so they can follow. This is the last chance. And Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't go to the crowds anymore in the last bit before he goes to the cross. He just gathers with his disciples, with the 12 that are closest to him, the ones that he knows the best. And here's what happened with them. It says in, in John chapter 13, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. So he knows this is it. And having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. They were so precious to him, so valuable to him. And these 12 followers of Jesus, he just wants to pour into them. They don't know it yet, but they're going to be the beginning of something that the world has never seen. They're going to be the beginning of the church of Jesus Christ. And they don't even know what that means yet. But he, they are his top priority. They are the ones that he's pouring into and that he's talking to before he goes to the cross. And it says that Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Now just pause and consider how you would feel if that was in your head, okay? Jesus knew that the Father had put what? Some things? All things. All the things. Jesus knew the Father had put everything under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. And so what does he do in response? The craziest thing. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and started to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around them. What? And when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place and said, do you understand? Do you understand what I've done for you today? You call me teacher and Lord, 
and rightly so, for that's what I am. But now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. You also should serve each other. You also should love each other. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. This is his instruction to them. This is the thing that he tells them to do at this crucial moment, right before he goes to the cross, before he tells them to do anything else. He says, you need to serve each other and you need to love each other. This togetherness that you have, it matters. This unity that you have together, it matters. And it's going to matter at the cross. And it's going to matter when the church is born. It's going to matter. This love each other, this serve each other. You need, to, you need to make sure that you follow this example. This is what he tells them to do. That's how important it is before he goes to the cross. Then the second thing he does before he goes to the cross, the second thing he says to them is, he, he kind of says, listen, I'm going to pass the torch on to you. And it's interesting because Jesus is telling them at this important moment, he's going, you know, everything that I've done, you're going to do. And they're like, what, me? And he's like, you. You're going to do all the stuff that I've done. And, and they're, they're a little bit confused by that. He's talking about going away, and they're going, where are you going? We don't know the way. They're trying to pull out, you know, their iPhones and, and Jeep, Google Map it and go, Jesus, where is it you're going? We'll just punch in the coordinates, and then we can get there. We'll, we'll meet you there. And he's just laughing, going, no, the way is not, it's not a place. I am the way. I'm the one. Just follow me and you're going to get there. And then he says this, he says this crazy stuff to them that is just, it's just, he goes, the words I say to you, I don't speak on my own authority. Rather, it's the father living in me doing his work. Jesus goes, it's the father living in me. It's God living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me, or at least believe on the evidence of of the works themselves, all the stuff that you've seen doing. He goes, my words, my actions, everything that I have said and everything I have done are a result of God living in me and directing me. And they go, okay. And then he says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. You know him for he lives with you and will be with you you. And when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So Jesus is going, okay, look at, look, Jesus goes, this is what I did. This is what I said. Everything that you saw that I did, everything that you saw that I said, I did because God was in me because I had been sent from God. And now he says, and now you're going to do that. You're going to go because the Holy Spirit's living in you, because God is going to live in you, and you're going to say and do even greater things. He's passing the torch onto them because God is in them, because the Holy Spirit is living in them and is with them. Just breathe that in a little bit this morning. Turn the person beside you and just go, the Holy Spirit is living in you. Go ahead, tell them. And then, and then... And then turn the person on the other side and go, he's living in me too. I mean, just breathe that thought in. God is here. 
God is within you, and this is what Jesus wants them to know before they go to the before He goes to the cross. It's that important. This is what He wants them to know that they are called to do the work of Jesus, to say the words of Jesus, and to do that because they are filled with the Holy Spirit, and to carry that they don't know yet, but to carry that all over the world. That's what we are called to do as the church of Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do as the church of God. We are called to serve each other in unity and in love. And we are called to carry the words and the work of Jesus filled by the power of the Holy Spirit to the whole rest of the world so that people can meet Jesus. That's what the church of Jesus is called to do in incredible unity, in love, in servant-heartedness towards one another, and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's it. And you go, well, Patty, what does that have to do with us today? Well, I'm so glad that you asked. Last Sunday, now if you're here visiting today, you're not normally here, I'm just going to let you in on some inside stuff. But those of you that are already here and you know what's going on, I just want you to know last Sunday we had, we had a meeting after our, after our services Sunday mornings. And we had this, uh, this meeting where we said we want to we talk about the direction of what we're going to do with our property around the corner with this called the Lighthouse. And, and we said we think we have this development proposal and we want to see what. And can I just tell you, we are in a season in this church of incredible unity. I mean incredible unity. And you go, well, how do you know? Because our voting members voted 97% in favor of moving ahead with this development proposal around the corner. 97%. I don't want to alarm you, but some of you older members told me that was a miracle. <laughs> okay? We are in a season of incredible unity and incredible vision in this church. And God has been leading us to where we are now. And he's going to continue to lead us into where we're going to go in the future. Are we perfect? No. But we are in a season that I think matters right now. I believe that we are in a season of incredible um, unity, a season of vision, a season of, of growing, a season of generosity, a season of prayer. And I believe that we're going to move into a season of healing in this church where we start praying for people and they start getting healed. Anybody else think that would be good? I think we're moving into a season of the Holy Spirit of God filling us again and empowering us again and baptizing us again so that we can go and we can say and do the things that God has called us to do as a church so that we can go out into Montreal and we can help people meet Jesus. I'm excited about that. I think we're going into a season when we're learning to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth, in my life, in our sphere of influence, in our city, God, your kingdom come, your will be done here as it is in heaven. A couple months ago, I, I shared uh, a message that it just seemed to me that God had given us for our church. And, and we went over it several times, several weeks, and we prayed into it. And I just want to remind you again to something. I'm not going to read the whole thing again for you. But what we said, you know, we really believe God is calling this church to something deeper. And you go, yes, God is calling this church to something deeper. No, you too. <laughs> not just the pastor. Not just me. 
not just the church and the person sitting behind you or the ones that are across the aisle from you, but, but, but not, just the, not just the leaders and not just the older ones and not just the kids who should finally find God and not just, I mean, all of us. God is calling this church to something deeper. And we talked about that and said God is calling us to a place we've never been, to a place we're going to be maybe a little bit uncomfortable, to a place where we got to step out in faith and not be quite as comfortable as we thought. And can I just tell you that building an apartment building is not on my list of comfortable things to do? Can I just tell you that? Can I tell you that building an apartment building that's not just for the use of the church, but actually for the use of the community so that there's housing that is affordable for, for regular people to live in an area where the prices are going up quickly, I think that's doing good in our city, and that is bringing Jesus to our city. And I'm excited about that and also mildly terrified, okay? I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. But I think that is part of us going deeper as a church to God calling us to something deeper. But I, I just think there's more to it than that. And you go, what is it? I don't know. I don't know. But I know I've been digging in. I know that the last several months I've been spending more and more time just praying on my knees. I literally go in my closet in my house because I can't get Wi-Fi in there and be distracted by my phone. And so I go into my house in my closet and I go in there and I pray and I pray and I pray and I go, God, show us what is it that you have next for us. And I know that others of you are starting to dig in. And others of you are starting to go, we want to find God, and we want to go deeper, and we want to go into what God has for us. And I just want you to know that, that I just think there's something more that's coming. And somebody said to me this week, they said, you know, Pastor Patty, sometimes we think we don't have time to pray. So I'm going to give you a gift this morning. Normally, our second service ends around 1225 or 1230. And it's 1214 right now, and you already have the time set aside. And I just think that when we're in a season that really matters, a season that is precious and a season where God is getting ready to do something bigger, I'm not just going to stand up here and preach my way through it and do business as usual. We're going to create some time to pray. I mean, actually pray. And you go, well, I, I got to go. Not yet, you don't. You already planned to be here till the end of the service just saying so here's what I'm going to invite you to do and I'm going to invite you to stand first because I, I want you to focus in and sometimes a change in position helps us with that okay but we are going to take the next 11 minutes we're going to pray as a church and you go I don't know how to do that we're going to dig in as a church, some of us in groups and some of us on our own. We are going to dig in and look for the God who has called us to something deeper. Because we're in a time of unity where we're serving each other. And we're in a time when the Holy Spirit's going to be poured out and start to empower us to be and to do all that we're supposed to do. How many think that sounds like a good thing? And so, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to hold out your hands as a sign of openness to God. And we do this all the time. It's not magic. It's just, it's just a sometimes, sometimes a body position helps us to be open to God. And we're going to whisper at this moment, Holy Spirit, would you come? Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you give us ears to hear you? Would you help us to dig a little deeper this morning? 
you help us know what it is to just take a few minutes and pray? And here's what's going to happen over the next 10 minutes. You can stay standing, you can sit, you can kneel. And you go, I'm not sure what to do. So, so here's, here's some suggestions. I've asked our ministry team to be at the different ministry stations, and they're already there throughout the sanctuary. And there are some of you, and you need God to heal you today. You need God to heal you. I'm not against doctors. I'm, not, I'm all for doctors and medicine and everything else. But there are times that we need God to do the work that God does. The Bible says that if we are sick, we go to the elders of the church, we go to the ministry team of the church, and they're going to anoint us with oil, and they're going to pray that God will heal. And so I want you to know that even now at this moment, but at any time in the next 10 minutes, you can go to one of those stations, and our ministry team people are there, and they're going to pray for you. If you want to be prayed for, you want to be healed, you want to, you want to be filled with the Spirit, you want God to touch you in a special way, and you want somebody to help pray with you on that, you can go to any of those stations. They're going to pray with you. Some of you, you're going to pray on your own. And some of you are going to stay standing because that's going to help you to focus in. Some of you, you know, when I was a kid, we used to pray in church and we would just turn around right at the seats that we were in and we'd actually kneel down at the seats. It's this sign of submission to God and this sign of focusing in. And it also helped me to not be distracted by everyone around us. I want you to know that even now at this moment, if you want to, you can turn around and kneel at the seat that you're in or come to the front. There's a little more space in the front row and kneel at that seat and start to dig in and start to find God. Some of you are going to move from your place. You're going to walk while we pray. Some of you are going to get together with people that you know, and you're going to pray together for each other. And you're going to pray together for our church. And you're going to pray that God will lead and God will fill us with his Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. And some of you are just going to sit quietly in the presence of God stand and it'll be the first time you've been silent and you don't know how long and that's okay because we live in a really busy world and the Bible says be still and know that I am God so can we just start to pray right now Move to the ministry team stations if you want to receive prayer. Kneel at your seat if you want to pray. Get together with others around you and start praying. You can pray silently. You can pray loudly. You can sing your prayer if you want to. But can we just take a few minutes as the church of Jesus Christ and call on the living God to fill us with his spirit and to to bring us into the next step that he has for us. Let's take a few minutes and do that, and then I'll close the service at the normal time that we close, but this moment is a gift to you. So come, oh God. Let's just pray together, my friends.
Lord, awaken in us a hunger for you. Show us what it is to actually be still before you, to long for you, to reach out and be found by you. Come, Holy Spirit. in this place, oh God. Draw us to your heart. Draw us to your feet. Teach us what it is to come to the feet of Jesus. Come, oh God. Come on, church, dig in. Don't worry about, well, I wonder how many minutes it's going to be and will she remember to dismiss us? I got this part. Dig in. Don't miss this moment. Don't worry about what whoever's beside you thinks. If you want to receive prayer, go. Go. Closer to you. Draw us nearer to you. Be the whisper in our ears that is louder than anything else in our lives. at this moment we we need to rededicate our lives to you we need to repent of sin some of us need to be reconciled with brothers and sisters in our church forgive us restore us renew us Slow us down so that we treasure you. We picture you, Jesus. What if you came and washed our feet? What would we do? 
Teach us to be that close to you. to the end of this time and space when we're on holy ground, sacred space, sacred time with you. We make the mistake of thinking that it can only happen on Sunday morning here. Holy Spirit, would you draw us so close to you and would you show us where the where the closet is in our space, (laughs) where we can pray, the sacred space in our homes, the sacred space in our work, the sacred space even as we ride the metro, where we can be with Jesus. God, we don't want to walk out of here and, and leave God here until next Sunday morning. We want you to go with us. We want to go with you. So God, as we close gently, ever so gently, close our service. And we go to the places and the tasks and the work and the classes and all of that stuff. Would you help us to carry Jesus well? Would you help us to go filled with the power of your Holy Spirit? Would you help us to do the good that you've called us to do? Would you help us to love each other? And would you help us to reveal Jesus to our world that desperately needs him? Bring us back here safely next week. And we thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to stay in this space, you can and pray. But thank you so much for coming this morning. It has been good to be with you and in God's presence. Make sure that you grab a coffee before you leave today. Visit the Toronto Mass Choir table. Grab one of their CDs. Make sure you say hi to somebody on your way out. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.